What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And before we get to our interview today, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review, and also follow our Spotify page as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. You can watch this entire interview on our YouTube channel as well. Enjoy the interview, everyone, and have a great day. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by UNH women's hockey player, Emily Rickwood. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Emily, and how's everything going? We're just battling through COVID here, trying to keep our season going. How are things for you? Things are going well. You know, I'm just enjoying my last week off before I head back to school. So things, I'm just enjoying the week, I guess. Yeah. Now, I want to start off this podcast by talking about last weekend's series you had against UConn. You unfortunately lost both of those games, but what did you take? What do you think went wrong uh, for both those games? Um, I think for us, we didn't come in with the right mindset. I think um, everyone here right now is kind of, we're trying to keep ourselves motivated. And I think we just didn't have that right mindset going in. And UConn's a great team, so I'll give them credit where credit is due. But I think, um, like hockey East is such a tight division that it can go either way. So it's whatever team shows up. And what's the key to improving your team's offensive performance, especially after getting shut out in both of those games? Um, I think offensive, offensively wise, um, our team, we do have a young team. So I think just like more um, with experience. And I think we need to focus on getting into the zone and creating plays instead of throwing the puck away. I think the the patience comes with confidence and experience. So I think once we get that down, then we'll start to be able to make those plays and hopefully put more pucks in the net. Your team has had a lot of success though this year, regardless of the last weekend series, you beat number eight, the number eight team in the country in Boston University. And then you also beat Northeastern in a shootout. How important are those types of wins for your team moving forward? Uh, definitely very important. Um, that just goes to show you like how close our division is and whatever team shows up is going to win. And I think showing those like younger girls, since we do have like eight freshmen that like we can beat the team, like, yes, they were highly ranked, but it goes either way. Northeastern's a great team and we showed up that day and we were lucky enough to come out with the win. Now, what has been the biggest improvement you've made to your game since last year? Uh, personally, I think it's the confidence um, coming in as a freshman and sophomore, you're still kind of um, getting the, the figuring out the roads and everything. So I think now being a junior, I've been able to grow that confidence and come out there. And I know that now I'm helping the freshmen come up and they need someone to look up to. So just having that confidence on the ice has definitely helped me. Now, what is it like to play this year without any fans, especially at Whittemore Center where the place is massive? Um, and has that been an adjustment for yourself? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see everyone's parents up there um, in the games normally. But I mean, I'm I'm just thankful we can have a season. It's hard because like our like my parents are from Canada, so they love coming up, but they haven't been able to. So that's been tough. But I think our team has done a good job of focusing just on the game and not worrying about the external factors. 
Now, like many other college hockey players, you've had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season. How have you mentally stayed prepared for all of those changes and postponements that have happened to your schedule? And what's the key for maintaining flexibility for this year? Um, I think the main thing for us is just always being prepared. So making sure we're properly fueling, being hydrated, all those important things, because we've played games on Wednesdays, we played them on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So just being able to stay prepared throughout the week and not just assume that our game might be on the weekend, just making sure we're hydrated and everything like that throughout the entire week. Has your preparation changed for opponents? Because I know during a normal season, you would do like pre-scout and kind of find your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Has that changed at all with the schedule changes that have happened in Hockey East this year? Um, I think for us, we do like to do video and everything before a game. So sometimes if a game gets brought up, we aren't able to do that. Um, but also the teams, some teams that we play haven't even played a game yet before, so we can't watch them anyway. So I think preparation-wise, we're just trying to go out there and just like play hockey rather than like all the extra details. Like, yes, it would be nice to watch video on them, but at the end of the day, we just got to go out there and do what we do best. Now, three-on-three overtime has also been introduced to college hockey this year. Uh, what has that been like for yourself being more of an offensive defenseman and having more ice and more chances to score goals? Um, personally, I love it. I love the big ice. It, there's lots of opportunities. I love to skate the puck. So going down to three players just maximizes that space even more. So I love being able to just like see all the open space when I go pick up the puck. Now, throughout this podcast, you were talking about the freshman class. How has the freshman class looked like in your opinion? How have you helped their transition into college hockey, especially since this is a year where no one's experienced before? Yeah, so our freshman class is great. We have eight of them, and I think they've done a great job coming in and stepping up to the roles that we need them to play. And they've been really good. We we work with them, the upperclassmen, whether it's on defense or forward, and we work with them, and they're quick to pick up things. So I think that's really good. And none of us has experienced anything like this before, but I think as a team, we've just been taking it day by day. So I think that helps everyone feel more comfortable. Now talk about being a junior on this team and what have you learned about yourself as a player in that leadership role? Um, I think for me being a junior now, it's definitely pushed me to go outside my comfort zone and step up into that bigger role because like as a freshman and senior, uh, as a freshman and sophomore, you're just kind of more laid back. You follow what the upperclassmen do, but then transitioning into that bigger role, it's definitely pushed me outside of what I've been used to for the past two years, but I think it's good. And I, I'm, hoping just to help the underclassmen in any way that I can make them feel comfortable and help them perform their best on the ice. Now you lost some key players from last year's roster. How have you tried to replace their impact for this year's team? Yeah, so our we did have a lot of seniors leave. I think we had eight and they did make a big impact on our team, but I think our freshmen have come in and we are a young team. And I think we have upperclassmen stepping up and trying to fill those roles and everything. So I think as a team, um, we've done a good job. Yes, they were some of our top point getters, but I feel like our team has been really good at taking on those roles and helping out the team in that way. Now, I want to talk about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Brantford, Ontario. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Um, I started playing hockey when I was about four. It actually is a funny story. My dad signed my brother up for like a a free skate thing and he's younger than me and he like hated it didn't want to go but my dad was like oh go out there like try it you might like it like we've paid for it so and I went out and I was like flying around out there and I loved it and then I my dad was helping coach the 
guys team and he was like just come out for tryouts see if you like it so I went out and I ended up making the team the coach liked me and then I just like fell in love with it from there did you have a favorite player growing up and if so do you try to add something from their game to your game um look growing up I always kind of looked up to Laura Fortino she's from around where I'm from so I she's kind of the offensive defenseman too so I look at her game and try and make some of the offensive plays that she makes in the other team zone and everything. And I've actually had the chance to skate with her a few times. So I think she's been a great role model for me. What's she like as a person on and off the ice? Uh, she's a great person. She's very nice, very funny. She was like willing to help with anything. And she, she's just a great person to be around. I had good conversations with her. Now, before UNH, you played for the Oakville Hornets. How did you get the opportunity to play with that organization? Um, so playing in Midget and Brantford, uh, the Oakville midget coach was scouting and he Brantford didn't have a junior team. So he, after watching a few games and uh, playing against them, he asked if I would be interested in going to Oakville to play junior and they're a great organization. So I was very thankful for that. Yeah. And in Oakville, you played with many wonderful players, including Sarah Fillier, Emma Malte, Amy Dobson, and Lexi Agia. How did playing with those players help your hockey development in juniors? Definitely a huge amount. I mean, showing up to the rink every day, being able to battle against those players and one-on-ones or play with those players on defense, it's helped my game like crazy. Like just taking things that they do on the ice and putting it into my game still to this day, um, especially when people like that get to represent the national team and everything. It's just like a great experience to be able to play with them. Do you still talk to some of those players even today? Yeah, I'm still friends with all of those people. Um, we still talk here and there and just check up on each other. And yeah, I've been very thankful to have them as friends and be on the same team as them. Now, how did your time at Oakville help prepare you for college hockey? It definitely made like a huge impact in my career. Um, my coach, my coach, my first year, Brady was like a huge help to me. She was there for me for everything through the whole like Hockey Canada and Team Ontario process. And she was um, the first person there to support me, and I definitely couldn't have taken the path that I did without her help. You were also a member of Hockey Canada's U18 national team in Russia. Talk about that experience, and what was it like representing your country on the national stage? Yeah, it was an unforgettable experience. I mean, anytime you get to like put on the Maple Leaf and represent your country, it's uh, something like it's an unreal experience, and I think every uh, player growing up dreams to do that so being able to have the opportunity like that and play with that high caliber of players and work with like that high caliber of staff and trainers and coaches and everything was just something that I'll like take with me in my career forever. What was Russia like and did you face any culture shock when you went there? Yeah definitely um, it definitely was interesting it's nothing like Canada or here it was uh, they were so nice to us they like they had everything perfectly planned out, but the, the language barrier was hard. It was a lot of Google translate, but other than that, like they were great people and they had everything, like they knew what they were doing. They had everything ready for us and I couldn't have asked for a better experience on that part. Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to New Hampshire? Um, so the recruiting process was just a bunch, like in midget and junior, it's a lot of tournaments, showcase tournaments. So being in those tournaments, um, gave them the opportunity to see me and then when choosing I came to visit UNH and I saw like the Olympic size rank and the campus is beautiful and the coaches their philosophy really lined up with how I am as a player so I just knew right away that this was the school that I wanted to go to. 
Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it making quicker decisions with the puck or was it more just the physicality of the game playing against players that were four years older than you were when you were a freshman? Yeah, it definitely is the physicality and the speed of the game. It's a huge change. They're on you a lot quicker here. And I think um, just overall the, the demand of it, like everyday practice, we're lifting twice a week, we get one day off, like that kind of thing. At this level, you need to do it to be prepared for the games. But I think just going from that adjustment where you normally practice twice a week in two games to like every day was a big adjustment as well. Now talk about getting to play at the Whittemore Center and getting to play on a bigger ice surface. And what are some of the advantages and disadvantages to that? Um, so I love the Olympic size personally. I know some people hate it and they always joke that they're playing on like the Lake, Lake Whittemore and everything. Um, the advantages for me personally, and I guess anyone who likes to skate the puck is there's so much open ice. You have a lot more time to make a decision before they're on you because of the huge zones. I think the only disadvantage that can come with that is when we play at our own rink it sometimes it becomes a lot of a perimeter game because it's so easy to get so far out that we're going around the outsides rather than like staying in tight and making those quick plays and then when we go to other rinks and like it's a much smaller rink they're on you quicker and I think that's an adjustment too so sometimes that can be a disadvantage but yeah and in your first year with New Hampshire you lost to Boston University in the playoffs uh, talk about that loss and what did you take away from your first hockey's playoff experience yeah that was definitely a tough loss I mean anytime the season comes to an end it's very sad but I think that for me myself as a freshman it was just like a okay like I don't want to go through that again next year like we're gonna change that and do better and especially we got swept so that was not fun either but I mean that's when you you live and you learn and then next year we came and we were ready for that yeah i want to talk about this past season uh, your team improved a lot uh, what did you do during the off season to make such improvements and what role did you play in that improvement from your team perspective i think um just making sure in the off season we were working out holding each other accountable like texting each other hey have you been doing the workouts just little things like that to make sure that like for yourself you're getting better your teammates are getting better and I think having some of the, the juniors who were then seniors step up and play those big roles and become our goal scorers and our uh, penalty killers and our power play and everything and having more of that tight team culture, I think definitely helped because the closer you are as a team, the easier it is to go out on the ice and play like a team. You beat Providence in the playoffs last year. Talk about that series and what emotions were you feeling after that series win, especially since it was your first hockey's playoff series win? Yeah, so that was uh, high on emotions. Um, they were Providence is a great team. We always have a, a tough game against them. And I'm pretty sure we were fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth. So we were very close. It could have went either way. And I think our team, we just wanted it. We came with the mindset that we, we wanted the win and we wanted to move forward. And I think just having that mindset, our goalie stood on our head too. And it really helped us. And having that win, we were like so excited. Like after in the, the dressing room, the emotions were so high it was a great feeling you then lost to UConn in the semifinals even though you lost what should you take away from that game and gain the chance to play in the hockey semifinals for the first time um yeah that was like history for UNH it was like the first time in 10 years so I think just being able to be there and represent uh UNH and be in the top four of the division in that year was great UConn's a great team 
again, back and forth with them. And I think take away just we got to come and be prepared and just know that no team is going to be an easy game. And moving forward, we're going to try and get to that spot again and hopefully further. So just kind of take what we experienced last year and try and change things for next. Now, what was it like to play with Mikhara McManus and Carly Turner and especially uh, Taylor Wenskowski? They were great leaders for your team, but what were they like as teammates both on and off the ice? Yeah, they were great people. I was super close with all of them. Uh, not only were they great and leaders out on the ice, but in the room too, they were they were great off the ice. When we were hanging out as a team, they were just very fun, outgoing, easily approachable people. And I think that's really important to have those kind of people on your team. And they were like, I would do anything to play on the same team as them again. They were great. Now, do you watch, are you going to watch some of their games when they play pro? Because I know the NWHL season is going to start next week. Yeah, hopefully. I'd love to be able to watch some of their games. Now, how do you balance both academics and hockey at such a high level? And especially being a student athlete, it's a lot to juggle. How do you balance that? I think for me, um, just staying organized. And personally, I find it a little bit easier to manage my time when I have when I know I have things to do. Because if I know, okay, practice goes till this time, then I have to get this done. Whereas if it's just it's up in the air. I have two weeks to do it. I'm not as likely to do it. So I actually think that it helps me get things done because I, with the mindset of like, oh, I don't want to do this after our games or I want to focus on our games this weekend. Then I push myself to get it done rather than procrastinating. But it definitely is a, a challenge. It's, it's a lot. But once you find the, find the way you deal with it best, then it becomes a lot easier. Now, another challenge that some players are facing this season is being away from home uh, and not having the chance for their families to come visit them in college. How have you tried to overcome that challenge, especially being a junior this year and having that experience with your family coming over for your first two years with UNH? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, I'm super close with my family, so they would try and come out two to three times like per semester. So not being able to see them has been hard, but I just try and stay on FaceTime and my parents and grandparents watch all of my games on uh, CBS and or Nesson, whatever it's on. So I think having them, like knowing they're watching and being able to talk to them every day on FaceTime has helped me a lot. Now, what are your goals and expectations for the rest of this season? Um, I think just continue to grow as a team. We need to find the chemistry between people. We're switching up lines, trying to change a few things and see if we can get that spark going. But I think we have a very talented team. And once we can start connecting and putting pucks in the net, it'll be a lot of fun for the rest of the season. Yeah, and every team in Hockey East is making the playoffs this year. How do you try to maintain some of that playoff urgency heading into the playoffs this year? And how are you going to try to build yourself to be in playoff mode when the playoffs start this year? I think we just have to have the mindset of like every game is a playoff game and we need to know that every time we're playing each team, we need to take something away from that because you never know who you could end up playing in the playoffs. The standings change every day. So I think having that playoff mentality and pretending that every game we play is one step closer towards the championship. And if we start thinking like that, then we'll be hopefully in a lot better shape when playoffs come. Uh, we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question is, what music do you like to listen to on a general basis or before a game? Um, I'm mostly like rap and EDM. Uh, my Most of my team is country, so there's a lot of uh, disagreement on there, but I'm, I'm on the rap and EDM side. Nice. Who's your go-to artist? 
I don't know. I like Drake. Drake is, uh, yes, good for me. Great. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? I think when people talk very loud. I don't know why, but for some reason, when people talk very loud, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that. Hopefully, I'm not talking too loud. <laughs> now, what is your favorite outdoor activity? Um, hmm. That's a tough one. I have to say... I, I like taking my dog for walks with my parents in the summer and everything. So I think definitely walking my dog. Now, if you could have, now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Um, honestly, I think right now it would be my family and my grandparents because I haven't seen them in almost six months now. So just to be able to spend some time with them, that would be very nice. Now, what is the hardest class you've ever taken at UNH? Um, I, I think it has to be anatomy that it's a full year class and it's like very hard. It's a lot of information and it's like a 250 person lecture and it's just like three exams and a final. So that one was pretty tough for me freshman year. Now, what is your favorite app? TikTok for sure. Nice. Do you have an account? Yes, I do. We're actually, uh, my roommate and I have been making some TikToks. We're almost at 13,000 followers. So we're trying to get some hockey content up there. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know you were that big. Um, what type of videos do you make? Uh, we just make funny hockey ones like on game day or like a, a day in the life kind of thing. And they've been doing well, so. That's cool. Have you ever thought of making a YouTube channel? Because I know some hockey players that are on TikTok are transitioning to that as well. Yeah, uh, actually my, like Lindsay and I, we were trying to start a YouTube channel, but with everything going on right now, it's a little busy, but we thought it would be very funny. And we've had a few people suggest that we do that. So we're going to try. Well, if you ever do, just reach out and I'll love to promote it. That's awesome. Yes, for sure. Thank now, who's, who's the funniest on the team? Uh, Tamara, for sure. She's also my roommate. She's hilarious. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team, but besides yourself, who has the best style? Um, I'd have to say Tamara as well. She's got very good, very good style. She puts a lot of work into it. So. Now, back to some hockey questions. Now, my first one is what should be done to help grow women's hockey? Um, I think just promoting and getting uh, videos and stuff out there, like um, all the like hype videos that the women's teams are playing before their games now, I think is really important. And just promoting so people know, like some people don't even know that UNH has a women's team, like just stuff like that, like getting our names out there and broadcasting us more, I think. Now, how has the mindset changed from women's hockey when you started to now? Definitely a big difference. When I first started, it was, it was very small, but now growing and seeing the NWHL and everything, like things have taken off. And like, I'm so grateful for that. Cause now, like when I was growing up, it was like, okay, college hockey. And then there's nothing for women unless you make the national team, but now there's more opportunities and it's just going to continue to grow. And I think that's really great. Now, what would you tell someone who has a negative mindset in the sport? Like, what would you say to promote women's hockey to that person? I think just like they need to come watch. I think that's the biggest thing is people make assumptions about women's sports in general before they actually see them play and know that we are a high caliber sport as well. And if you like actually went and saw, or that's like with the hype videos that they play, like if you watch, you'd see like, we can skate, we can shoot, we can do all that stuff too. So I think just watch and give it a shot. Yeah, I agree. I've been watching women's hockey for a few years now. It's just awesome seeing how much talent is in college hockey and in the pros as well. And I hope it continues to grow. Yeah.
for sure. Me too. Now, what advice would you give a younger player trying to pursue Division One college hockey? I think the biggest thing that I wish I would have done more was just be like an all-around good player. And I think most people just focus on the on-ice stuff, but there's so much more to it. It's the nutrition, it's the working out, all those other things that are so important. And I think I wish I would have started working out at a younger age. So I think just being like, the well-rounded athlete will make you like that great player that the coaches are looking for. Another thing I heard was academics. That's a big part of the recruiting process. I heard if you have bad grades, they won't even look at you as a player, no matter how good you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, everyone has to take the SAT or ACT to get in. And sometimes they can combine it with your high school grades, but if you're not doing well, like even on this team, you have to maintain a certain GPA to be able to play the sport. So I think, you just need to have that work ethic on and off the ice again, like making sure you're keeping up with your grades as well as being great on and off the ice. Now, what should I do better as an interviewer to improve and make this podcast better? I don't know. I thought this was pretty good. This was fun and they're good questions. It's not just hockey based. There's some fun ones in there too. And I really enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate the kind words, Emily. Is there any shout outs you like to give to your teammates, friends, or family members? Um, I think my dad, because he started me in hockey from the very beginning and he coached me throughout and he made me the player that I am because he told me it was okay to make mistakes. So that's where I got that confidence to make like the plays on the blue line or in the offensive zone. So I think if he didn't help me growing up, I would not be half the player that I am today. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Emily. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure getting the chance to meet and talk with you. Stay safe and good luck for the rest of the season. You're one of the most underappreciated players in Hockey East, in my opinion. I just wanted to tell you that you're a great player and an even better person. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No problem. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. It literally means the world to me. Please follow our social media accounts and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll be posting older videos on that platform as the days go on. I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. But until then, everyone, take care, stay safe, and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening.